One, two, buckle my shoe. Three, four, time to hit the floor. Five, six, picking up sticks. Do, ba do, ba do. <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Up at Night. This is your host, Congesty McJesteson. Welcome, welcome back. <laughs> Uh, this is a different type of cold I'm having right now. It's not like I don't have a really high fever right now. Um, I'm not like I can talk. I just sound like I'm shoving my two fingers up my nose, which I'm not doing. I promise. I just sound really gross, but I have my tea with me today. I have a uh, bag of used tissues next to a bag of fresh tissues, so I'm able to blow my nose, need be. Uh, Oh, man, I feel super gross, though. I also may need to stop periodically to sneeze, so that's fun. I'm also not in a hot closet today. Instead, I'm in a cold closet because I'm back home for the winter break. Woohoo! I made it through finals week. Uh, my grades have not been posted yet, but fingers crossed, I did okay. <laughs> You'll actually probably find out on Friday because I'm gonna I'm gonna film tomorrow. I'm gonna film Friday's episode tomorrow night. So, you'll know, hopefully. Who knows? Maybe I'll be crying so hard I can't film. I'll, we'll figure it out together, though. Oh, I got a hair in my eye. <laughs> I just went and got my eyelashes tinted. Not tinted. I just went and got my eyelashes curled. So, they're kind of, like, wigging me out right now. I'm going to be energetic, though. I'm going to be energetic today, even though I sound like crap. <laughs> um, okay, well... I don't really have anything else to talk about. Oh, today is also the first time I'm actually, like, using a real script. How weird is that? I, like, I wrote it out like a script should be, like, a, a professional, like, uh, podcast script. I'm, like, I'm, like, that's pretty fucking chill. You know what I mean? I need to blow my nose again. Have any of you ever tried to blow your nose if you have septum piercings? It's not very fun. Blah. My day cool started to wear off. All right, so today we're just going to jump right into the the crimes we're going to be discussing. Uh, today's crimes are a Christmas present-centered crime and the Santa suit slaughter, uh, which are both, you know, sound very joyous for the holidays. Happy holidays, everyone, by the way. I totally forgot to mention that. Happy holidays. Whenever you celebrate, I hope you have a fantastic holiday season. I'll probably do like an actual like, oh, it's holidays next episode. Oh, I like to say too. Now I'll say at the end. Never mind. Okay, so <laughs> stay tuned to the end to figure out what I'm going to say. <laughs> the trigger warnings for today's episode is stabbings, drug abuse, gun violence, and suicide. Okay, so this is the Christmas present crime. On the 25th of December of 2013, 37-year-old Melissa Young went over to her neighbor's flat, because England, to deliver the gift of a pair of unisex trainers and a copy of the Sun's newspaper's 2014 naughty calendar. Her neighbor, Alan Williamson, refused the gifts. At first, I was like, why did he do that? And then I did a little bit more research. Sometimes in May of 2013, Young convinced Williamson to come into her apartment under the false pretenses of him stealing her keys. Once inside, Young locked Alan in her flat and threatened him at knife point, scaring him so much that he jumped from her first floor balcony to escape. Now back to him rejecting the gifts. This triggered something in Young. Young was already a bit unstable. She used to work for a, like, a sex sauna, which I don't know what that is. And I don't feel like Googling it. So if you know what it is, cool. If you don't know what it is, 
don't Google it. I mean, I'm sure it's whatever. I'm sure, honestly, the word sex sauna describes everything that it is. So she worked there. And one time she was playing with a knife, uh, like a carving knife at her home and told her friend that I could kill them all in reference to her, you know, their co-workers and bosses who were all afraid of her. Um, she also struggled with alcoholism, addiction, and did have a personality disorder. And still not an excuse to kill people. And I will, I will, I will die on that hill. Like mental illness and like addiction is not a reason to kill people. And we cannot give these excuses. Anyways, I haven't actually talked about the murder yet. My bad. So after Williamson rejected the gift, Young described that she quote unquote flipped. Young claims that she saw a bright light and heard voices of the archangel Saint Michael. Uh, she said that the archangel had taken over her body and used her as an instrument of God to punish the unclean demon. This punishment included Young stabbing Allen 29 times. When police arrived at her flat, Clemenson. When police arrived at her flat in Clemens, Clermiston, Clermiston, what the fuck, England? Young's hands were covered in blood, and Mr. Williamson was lying dead behind her front door. She told the police officers that she felt such power after killing him, and that power later was determined to be heroin. So, yeah, she got 20 years to life. That was actually a really fucking short story. Man, I may have, I may have chosen short stories today because I feel a little shitty right now. Um, but my next episode, I promise you guys, is going to be so worth it. I'm doing a lot of research already for it. I have, because I was, I was going to combine. So my thing is I'm having two Christmas themed murders on today's episode and on Friday's episode. And originally I was going to move the first one over to this episode to kind of like, you know, spice it up a little bit and like do like a long in-depth one for the second murder. But honestly, what's better than just one crazy crime than two crazy crimes? So this week's gonna be a little bit tame because again, I don't feel good right now, but I should be better by then, by tomorrow. Ugh. I should, at least I can pretend. And I just, I'm, maybe I'll, maybe I'll record Thursday. I don't know. But regardless, like next episode will be my finale and I'm going to make it really good and I'm working really hard on it already. So, you know, this is why this one's so short, I guess. Or maybe I'm just losing my edge. Who really knows? Maybe burn out. I'm going to blame it on the cold, though. Ugh. Okay. Oh, also, I feel like I keep on harping on this each time that we talk about, like, mental illnesses. I don't... I'm tired. I just... I get really frustrated whenever people clearly, like... Each gunman that you see, people say that he was misunderstood or that he had... He had depression or he had problems, and it's like he still murdered people. People say that, the that young here like had personality disorder she still murdered someone like her personality disorder doesn't doesn't just excuse that like we need to stop letting these people like you know just claim claim that that's okay and I know that like you know you can claim insanity and all that jazz but like I think it's just it's upsetting that it, it gives people with personality disorders and with you know depression and with mental illness such a bad rap to the point that like you know Sometimes you may not want to tell your employers about it because you're worried that they're going to be, like, all pissed at you because they're going to be like, ah, she's going to murder you one day. Murder me one day. You know what I mean? I just don't like that. Anyways. Okay, so this story is actually a little bit longer because it's kind of... It's very, very interesting to me. I don't really know why. Um, basically, it's the Santa suit slaughter. Uh, I got a lot of this from... Oh, this is the Santa Suit Slaughter, a.k.a. the Covina Massacre. 
it's a very, very interesting case. I thought it was, like, really, really, like, I don't know, something about it just, like, really intrigued me. Um, probably, like, how much, like, explosives are used in it, but we'll get into that in a minute. Um, so, thank you, Murderpedia, for this story. Oh, and thank you to, uh, BBC and Daily Record for the last story. Uh, I think that's why, wait, you know what? Yeah, it was, it was, it wasn't too long ago. Whenever stories aren't too long ago, there's really, like, not that much to say about them, which is really annoying, because you think that, like, the newer the story is, the more, like, the more you know about it, but whatever. I need to blow my nose again. Ah, my nose is dripping! I'm legitimately thinking about taking my piece of my septum piercing, just so I can blow my nose. I thought my dog just whined from outside the door. That was really confusing. <laughs> okay, so. The Santa Suit Slaughter, a.k.a. the Covina Massacre. On December 24th, 2008, a man named Bruce Jeffrey Pardo was mourning the finalization of his divorce from Sylvia Ortega Pardo that happened on December 18th. At 11.30 that night, however, he went to his former in-laws for the Christmas Eve party, hosting 25 partygoers holding a gift wrap package, which contained a homemade flamethrower in one hand and a semi-automatic handgun in the other. He also had three additional semi-automatic handguns in his possession. Uh, he dressed up as Santa Claus to go to the event to kind of like sneak in. Um, and then whenever a young eight-year-old girl ran up to him to greet him, he shot her in the face. Luckily, she, she did survive, but she does have some major injuries. And this triggered him to begin to fire wildly amongst the party. Due to some of the bullet wounds, it is speculated that Pardo may have also stood over some of his victims and shot them, uh, execution style. I don't know why... I don't know why I couldn't remember that word. It's execution. I know what an execution is. <laughs> Once the shootings had ended, Pardo unwrapped the package containing the flamethrower and began to spray racing fuel, gasoline, over the house before setting the home ablaze. In this attack, nine people died from either gunfire or flames, and three others were injured. One survivor was able to call the police after escaping to the neighbor's house. The fire reached 40 to 50 feet and took 80 firefighters an hour and a half to extinguish it. Now, I don't know much about fire or, like, firefighting or, like, what entails that, but, like, damn, that seems, like, really frustrating and hard. I don't think I could ever be a firefighter. Also, because I do like the, I do like the warmth. Anyways, once the attack was over, Pardo put on his street clothes and drove his Dodge Caliber rental car to his brother's, who was not there, home. To his brother's, his brother wasn't there. I don't have, I don't have enough brain cells right now to fix that grammar. I'm sorry. I'm running off of Dayquil and a prayer right now. <laughs> I'm also home alone, so I, like, did not sleep last night because, you know, paranoia. Uh, so the house was 30 miles away from the crime scene. His original plan was believed to be that he would flee to Canada by plane, as he did have an airline ticket on Air Canada, but it was actually a ticket going to Illinois with a layover in Minnesota. He also apparently called a high school friend a few days, like, a few days back, uh, who lived in Illinois to tell them that he was coming to visit. However, due to the fact that he ended up suffering third-degree burns on his arms from the fire, and he decided not to pull through with the escape. Police then found Pardo with a self-inflicted fatal gunshot, and on him found $17,000 in cash cling-wrapped to his leg inside his girdle. Then his rental car had been parked a block from his brother's house and had remnants of his Santa suit. 
which, if the parts of the suit were removed, the action would start a fire and detonate the car. Also recovered from the scene was four 13-round capacity handguns that were each empty and at least 200 rounds of ammunition. Suggesting that what had been inside the car was being treated as a threat, a bomb squad fired an incredibly device into it, destroying and burning it. At Pardo's house in Monstroso, at Pardo's house in Monstros, Monstros, ah, California, rename your places. Police had recovered five empty boxes of semi-automatic handguns, two shotguns, and a container for a high-octane fuel tank gasoline. And that's the story. Uh, the Santa, the Santa killer. I just, I'm so sorry. I feel like I'm not doing the stories justice enough. And I was like, oh, I'm doing it like a day behind. I'm going to make it up to y'all. I feel so, so terrible right now. Like, honestly, I'm, I was going to go downstairs and take a nap before I did this. But I was like, no, I want to do it so that I can, you know, I can do it. And I can say that I did it. But man, I feel like I just like, I feel like I just nose whistled my way through that story. Oh, I need to blow my nose again. Okay, well. Oh, yeah. That's the story of the Santa Claus slaughter, a.k.a. the Covina Massacre. Um, I don't know why I find that so interesting. Uh, obviously, his motives was revenge against... He ended up killing all of Sylvia's family around her, which is unfortunate. And it clearly, it was just a revenge killing. But for some reason, I think the fact that he used bombs and fire to be very, very interesting. Um, I've never actually seen, like... I mean, I'm sure it's happened before. I just can't name off the top of my head a murderer that's done that before. Um, but, you know. And obviously people are like, oh, we had problems. Like, yeah, I was getting a divorce. That doesn't mean that he can murder someone. People get divorces all the time. It's very normal. You don't have to murder someone over it. But I just think it's... I just think that... I don't know. I feel bad saying this, but the interesting ones are like... Like the... Okay, of course the interesting crimes are interesting. <laughs> I mean, like, the crimes that, like are done in, like, weird ways are, like, really fucking interesting to me. Like, uh, like, this, like, he used a bomb to detonate his car. I think that's, like, really interesting. Um, and then, like, there's one other one that I can't remember right now because my brain's fried. Eh, I'll mention it on, <laughs> I'll mention it on Friday's episode. I'm just so not here today, and I feel so bad about it. I just, I really do feel so shitty right now. Um, I don't have a thermometer either, so I can't actually check my temperature, but I feel like I have a fever, but you know, medication. And I also don't have time because I'm getting on a plane on Friday and I'm supposed to be flying to Kauai and I do not have time to have a fever. Um, I'm busy, but you know, I'll figure it out. I'll be all right. So, (sighs) oh, I also wanted to mention something right now. So we all know, we discussed it. This is a mutual thing. I'm going to be gone um, next week and the week after that. And then I'm coming back the week of the 6th through the 7th, 6th through the 10th. Um, originally, the plan was next month I was going to start doing uh, cryptids and horror and stuff like that. But my mom actually gave me a really good idea. So I think that starting next month, my season two, I'm going to start doing once, like every other week, true crime and every other week, ghost stories and cryptids. Because I just, dudes, like... I love ghost stories and I love horror and I just really want to talk about it. But I also know that true crime is like, you know, my draw. Like people come and listen to my channel because of the true crime or because of me. Maybe you guys just like me. If so, then thank you. <laughs> but I just, I really do think that this is going to be good. I'm really excited for it. I'm really excited for the future of this podcast. But of course, I'm going to do all that mushy gushy stuff for the next episode. Hopefully my nose will not be dry. Maybe I'll go to a neti pot. 
Do neti pots work? Do we have a neti pot here? That'd be awesome if we had a neti pot here. Like, I really, like, I think that if I, oh, but, see, my issue is, I have a septum piercing, and I have a medusa piercing, and so I don't want to use a neti pot, because I'm worried I'm going to get snot all in my face, and I don't want to do that, you guys, I don't want to, okay, well, oh, my good thing, okay, so, today, my good thing is, um, actually, you know what, I'm going to talk to you guys about last week, because I did something really awesome last week, so, for my birthday, I'm turning 21 December 33rd, December 33rd, I'm turning 21 on December 31st, and for my birthday, I told my parents the only thing I wanted was tickets to go see Ariana Grande. So they got me tickets to see Ariana Grande, front row seats, like literally right next to her circle, and we made eye contact three times. I made eye contact with Ariana Grande three times. Can you believe that? That was... Ooh, it's so awesome to me. Like, that was the coolest experience of my entire life, and I want that. I want that on my grave. My nose is leaking again. Try to talk about something cool, nose. Please stop. I hear my dog whimpering. Charlie? Hi, baby. What's up? Okay, my dog's in here now. Hey, love bug. Hi, love bug. Hi, love bug. What's up? Oh, you're leave now? Are you done? You just want to come here and say hi? Hello? Okay. He's going to sit right next to me. <laughs> so if you hear any changes in the audio, it's because my dog decided that he missed me. Um, so my good thing, that was awesome last week. I, But of course, uh, because of that, I had to drive like... So I drove from my home, like my college town. Cool. So I drove from my college town to my hometown, which is four hours. Um, and then once I got back to my hometown, I had to drive back through kind of like to the city, uh, which is two hours. And then I had to drive back to my home and then bless you, Charlie. And then I had to drive from my home back to my college town. So in total, I drove around, hold on math. So I drove around 12 hours and 24 hours. So that was annoying, um, but you know, the concert was so worth it. I got to go with one of my friends and it was, it was amazing. I loved it so much. Uh, and then of course I came back, I had, you know, a bunch of products I had to get done and I had finals and things just kind of got really hectic. And I also was moving out of my dorm. Uh, it's been a very, very long week for me, but you know, I'm home on, on Friday. I get to go to on vacation. I get to go to on vacation. Ugh. Can you tell I'm fried right now? Uh. Okay. So I guess my good thing this week is that I'm going to be going on vacation on Friday. I'm very excited. Uh, I'm ready to kind of get out of my hometown. I'm really excited to get out of Texas for a little while. Um, <laughs> I looked at my dog when I did that. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm really excited to get out of Texas for a little while. And I'm excited to, you know, go do something fun. And I hope that whatever you are doing for your holidays is going to be fun, too. I don't know if you're going to listen to this on your trip. I don't know if you're going to listen to this in the car. I don't know if you're going to listen to this while your relatives are talking about gifts. Like, who knows? You can just listen to this whenever you want to. And then, hey, I have 15 other episodes you can listen to. How exciting is that? <laughs> okay. I think I'm going to head out. I'm going to go take some more Dayquil and then edit this. Or I'll take some Nightquil and edit this. Make things spicy. <laughs> okay, guys. Uh, be good. Uh, love each other. And I'll talk to you the next time I can't sleep. Bye, guys. Ugh.